felt like Chris leaned over to me. He's like, man, this thing feels like a Johnny Cash song or something. Or that, that guitar on the front end. So, wow, that was, that was great. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, you'll pull those out. Turn to Mark chapter 12. My microphone's not on. I think it is. Or at least I'm, I'm turned on here. Next week we will complete our series of messages in the book of Mark. Uh, Easter Sunday we will uh, finish up this series. In fact, on the, on the invite card that you have already put in your Bible, you've already put in your pocket somewhere, you've already thought of the person you're going to invite. On the back side of that card is kind of a promotion, a promo for the series that will be happening after um, Easter. God Didn't Say That is, is the name of the series. There are a bunch of sayings around out there that, that uh, people attribute to God, but he never said that. For example, uh, God helps those. God did not say that. Well, we're going to look at what God did say. And, and so we're going to spend a few weeks looking at those, some common things that we hear out there that are tri attributed to God, but uh, we're going to look at Scripture and see what God really did say. But this week we continue in Mark. We're in Mark chapter 12. Uh, Jesus has... A couple of chapters back has made his way into Jerusalem. His, his Galilean ministry is over. He's made it into Jerusalem, into his final week. And this passage, last week's passage, are within that final uh, Passion Week. And so we, we continue today on a topic that uh, people don't like to talk about. I'll be honest, I don't like to talk about it. It's a topic that I've learned over the years that a uh, couple of things, that Scripture speaks a lot about this topic. The other thing that I've learned over the years is that uh, people don't want to hear what Scripture says about this topic. And this topic is giving. People don't want to talk. They don't want to hear. They don't want to see what Scripture says. I've learned that. I realize that. But in the whole counsel of God's Word, it's a topic that is talked about quite often. And to ignore it, I feel like I would be skipping over a significant issue in Scripture. Now, today's text is in the realm of money. And it's talking about money and, and giving at the church house. And I want to stick to that. I don't want to lighten that. I want to, I want to stay true to what Scripture is texting, but I do, is texting. <laughs> I, I want to stay true to what Scripture is talking about, but I, I also need us to keep in mind that, that giving of our finances back to the Lord is not the only way we can give. It is a way that Scripture teaches us that we should give, that we need to give, that we're told to give. But we can also give of our time, and apply it to this passage. We can give of our talents and apply it to this passage. But the context of this passage, you'll see very quickly, is about our giving at the church house. And so, 
in this final week, these final days of Christ's time here on earth, as we approach Easter, I need to give you the theme right up front. Today's theme, and you can just hold on to it the whole time, the theme today is sacrifice. Sacrifice. It speaks about money. There's no mistaking it. Today's message is not a plea for you to give more money so that we can meet our budgetary needs. That, that's not the issue. The issue is a very personal issue for me and a very personal issue for you. I'm not, uh, this passage isn't speaking to you as a couple. It's speaking to me and it's speaking to you personally. So I want you to take this personally. He teaches this passage. Jesus goes through this story and he pulls his disciples together and teaches them on a personal level. So let's, let's take this personally. No matter where you are today when it comes to money, I hope that you'll open your heart to God's word and allow God's word to speak to you. One of the questions, we've, I've, I've said this nearly every week, is that you will make something out of this passage today. Oh, you're going to respond to it. There's no mistaking that you will respond to today's passage. You'll make up a decision. You'll, you'll come to a place and go, well, that doesn't apply to me or I just can't. I mean, you're going to respond. I just pray that your heart will be open to hear from God. You, you, you weed out my words and you listen to God today. And then you work that out with him. You work it out with God where you land on that. hope today that we will take away two big truths out of our passage, two big ideas that, uh, that you'll be able to hold on to. Before we jump into our text, uh, I, I just need, I need you to know that Catherine and I have been through seasons uh, as a married couple of having more month at the end of our money. Did I say that right? There was more month left than we at the end of our money. And we've also been in seasons where there was more money left. When the month was over. So we know what it is to, to be as out of money as can be. We know what it is to be in debt so far that you, we thought there's no way we'll ever see the light of day. Praise God that, that we, we are not in that bondage anymore. We know what it is to have and we know what it is to, to be without. No matter where you are today, when it comes to the issue of giving or money, I pray that you'll open your heart and allow God to speak to you. Deal? Deal? Hmm. Before we can look at our text, uh, Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, uh, we need to go back to the, to the little section right before it, verses 38 through 40. You'll see in this, in this portion of, of the text that uh, Jesus begins to draw a contrast between poor people and the scribes. Certainly there were probably people around that would have either heard and then gone and told the scribes, or maybe there were some listening in and would have heard this. But he draws a stark contrast between the two. The scribes were were the religious elite. They were the teachers. 
uh, he says in this, in this passage, 38 through 40, that uh, to be aware of the scribes who walk around in long robes like, and like greetings in the marketplace. They like to be noticed. They, they want the best seats at a party. They, the, the actual word that is being used here when it refers to long robes, it's their formal wear. It's not their everyday go to the temple wear. It's, it's, it's a robe that they would have worn to like festivals or to celebrations. Uh, I grew up as a military brat. My dad was a career army chaplain. I saw him go to work every day, and those of you who are familiar with, with military attire, he, he either had on fatigues or he had on, I don't even know the other term, Dad, your green pants, and it was a light green shirt. It wasn't a tie. Is there a term for that? You got? Anyway, uh, it, I, I, that's just what he went to work in every day. But uh, Catherine was over at their at their place yesterday visiting, and, and I said, I think there's a picture on the wall right outside their room of Dad wearing his dress blues, his, his formal attire. See, these scribes would walk around in their formal attire every day down at the marketplace. It would be like Dad wearing his dress blues to, suit, to, to King Supers, to... Uh, just everyday attire. It was out of place, but these scribes, thanks, you can take that slide down. I, I don't want to embarrass them, but I am I, trying to make a point that they loved to be noticed. They wanted to be praised. You look so good in that. You look so nice. That is so sharp. Oh, it's not that. And he starts, Jesus starts painting a picture of the difference between these two types of people. These ones that want to be noticed, they want to be seen, and they want the best seat in the house versus the humble and the poor around us. He goes on in that text and says, man, they, they devour widows' houses for a pretense, make long prayers. They, they will receive with greater condemnation. Listen, they're going to... They're gonna, account one day for their attitude and their behavior. They want uh, special recognition now. Well, they got it, but they're going to give an account for that later. Jesus is drawing a, a contrast here between these two. I need you to see that, and then we get to our text today. So if you'll stand with me as we, if you're able, if you, uh, as we read God's word. Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the, the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Father, we ask that today you would uh, speak straight to our hearts. 
on this sensitive subject. Lord, it's, it's one that is a, it's a hot topic, but it is a topic that we all need to wrestle with. And Lord, we pray that your handprint would fall upon our heart today as it relates to our giving. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. So the theme for today is sacrifice. Let's keep that in mind. As we saw in that passage above that they would take advantage of, they would uh, put on special requirements of these poor widows. The fact that they would do that to anybody is horrible. So for them to do that to these poor widows is even more detestable behavior on the part of these scribes. Jesus obviously does not have favorable words to put on these people that love to be noticed and want to be in the best seats. It's easy for us to, to make this contrast between the scribe and the widow, but it's, it, it should also be noted that we make the contrast between a, a poor widow and that rich young ruler that we spoke about a few weeks ago. Remember him? that his money was his idol, and it was, too impo- it was more important to him than a relationship with God. So it's easy for us to, to make that contrast as well. As I said, Scripture speaks much to this issue. Matthew tells us uh, in chapter 6, I believe, that where our, where our treasure is, what else is located there? Our hearts. I mean, it's an issue. And today I want us to consider, I want us to be thinking about where our heart is when it comes to this topic of giving. The scene is set in the temple courts. In fact, it tells us that it's in the, in the women's court. This is a court that uh, any Jew could go into, but at the next inner layer of the temple, women had to stay there. Gentiles could not make it in there. <clears throat> but this is the court area. This is the, the area that was very common, and they had their offering plates. Uh, I was reading one uh, commentator this week that, that mentioned there were 13 shafars, I think that's how you say it, the ram's horn, uh, that people would drop these in, and it would rattle, it would make money, it would vibrate, but it, as the money went down into the horn, uh, people couldn't reach in and take from it. So that was there. But this court of women is where the offering plates were. And people would come by and they would give their offerings. That's the scene that is being pictured here. And we see that a poor widow comes and she drops in two small copper coins. I don't have a shafar. But I do have a piggy bank that Catherine and I, when we have small, just change, pocket change, it's in our closet, and we just drop it in. I'll face the Broncos towards me. That's not what I'm trying to promote. But this lady comes by, poor widow, probably the opposite of the scribe, not wanting to be seen because, well, This is all the noise her offering made. That was it. And moves on. Then this this other person, 
comes by. Who does it say it is? It says many rich people came and put. Now, now check this out. I need you to, I need you to see. It, it's, it would be like this many people in the courtroom or in the women's court, and this one person comes up. <laughs> How are you all today? Good to see you. Glad you're here. I'm, don't, hey, don't bother me. Don't let me bother you. I'm just going to put my offering in, okay? No, hey, no, don't notice that. I don't want you to see that. It's no big deal. It's really no big deal. And all the noise, wanting people to see them, wanting people to notice them. And Jesus is sitting over there, and he's watching all this take place. And he calls his disciples up and begins to teach a lesson. First observation I want us to make out of this text is this. Jesus sees what we give. We don't think about that. Jesus sees what we give. Not only of our money. This context is about money. There's no getting around it. But, but folks, listen. Jesus sees what we give of our time. Jesus sees what we give of our talents. Some people, this is in your outline, write this down. Some people give because they have a lot. They have a lot to give. And so it's no big deal just to, to write a check for no, no telling how much. Have you ever considered, and maybe you find yourself in that position, that each month when it comes to tithing, you find tithing to be super easy. Have you ever considered, because what's today's theme? Sacrifice. Have you ever considered, and maybe this is your in-your-car-home discussion topic today. As you get in the car and you're driving home, you personally, I want you to deal with this today, but maybe it's a discussion you can have with your spouse. Hey, listen, are we giving to the point that it's sacrifice? for us. See, Jesus sees what we give, and some people, the giving is the easy part. The, the thing back there on the board, that's super easy for some people. It's, it's no problem. And by the way, I want to celebrate with you for just a second. I, I just need you to know that after the service last week, somebody uh, wrote a check, $500, and on a note it said, I got saved at kids' camp. Praise God that, that we have things for our children. And, and we can do this. Church, we need to knock that out. We need to make it easy or, or, or not as difficult for parents to send their kids to kids' camp because we never know what God wants to do in the life of a child. And that's easy. It's easy for us to do that. But, Joel, to give up my time, to give up my talents, that's difficult. That's where it gets hard. There might be some people in here that, that would find the giving part easy because you have much. But where does the word sacrifice cross paths? I wonder if God would be impressed with your giving today. See, Jesus sees what we give. Some people give out of their abundance. This next thing I want you to write down. Is that some people give sacrificially even though they have little. 
And you might find yourself here today in that position. Like this poor widow woman that came to the shafar, she came to that offering plate, and it says that she gave two small coins that totaled up to a penny. And Jesus went, dude, that guy's listening here, check this out. That girl right there, she gave more than anybody. Why? What's the issue? Sacrifice. And in the week leading up to the greatest sacrifice of all time, of Christ laying down his life, his life for my sin and your sin, what can wash away our sin? We just sing it. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In the week where we are about to celebrate that great sacrifice, Isn't it appropriate that we begin to contemplate and think about sacrifice on our part? Jesus was very impressed with what this widow lady did. She didn't have a lot. When it comes to the books, the financial books of the treasury, I mean of the church, of the temple, what she put in there had no impact. But in the economy of heaven, God looks at that and goes, well done, my good and faithful servant. So listen, the thing I want us to wrestle with today is, is my giving. My, I'm not talking about our giving. Catherine does the books in our relationship. Praise the Lord for that. But every time we tithe, she makes sure that I, 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 have, I, I hold the check, that I, I see what we're giving. But it's something that we're going to come back to and we're going to talk about, are we giving sacrificially? Or are we actually doing the math and saying that's a tithe? And if it's easy, if it's comfortable, I want us to wrestle with that. I want us to think through that. And I'm asking all of us to because I just make note we should make note in this text that sacrifice impresses God with us. It impresses him. And I don't want you and I, I don't want a person in this room, I don't want a person that's listening to walk through our relationship with the Lord just doing what is comfortable. I want us to live a life that impresses him all areas of our life. I don't, I don't think we as a church, we don't watch each other give. Our, our offering plates don't make noise when people put their check in there. Little pieces of paper don't tend to make a lot of noise. I don't think we watch each other around the room. But certainly, something that Jesus was dealing here Something that we need to make the observation is that Jesus sees what we give. Hey, make this observation, verses 42 and 43. Jesus also knows why we give. He notices our motives. Are you just doing it because that's what, are you doing it out of obedience? That's motives. Are you doing it because you've just always been taught that's what you, oh, it's motives. What are your motives behind your giving? 
What are your motives? Think about it. Talk about it. What are your motives behind your serving? What are your motives for not serving? Talk about it. What are your motives for not giving? Talk about it. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to re-mention what I said earlier. This is a topic Scripture speaks a lot about. But this is also a topic people don't want to hear what Scripture says about. They don't. So, hey, don't be mad at the messenger. You take this up with God today. I'm serious about that. You take this up with God. God, does my giving impress you? Am I sacrificing? I don't have much to give. I need you to notice that the poor widow gave a penny. And Jesus said she gave more than everybody else because it was sacrificial. Hey, write this down. Sacrificial giving honors God even if the amount is small. Sacrificial giving honors God even if the amount is small. Students, this isn't just an adult issue. This this is a follower of Christ issue. It's something that, that we do. Adults, this isn't something that I need to just point out to students. This is something I need to point out to every person who would say, I trust Jesus as my Savior, and I'm a follower of his. He starts this saying in verse 43. He says, it says he called him, his disciples to him, and he said this. The first word there, your Bible probably says, truly, I say to you, something like that. But that word is literally, amen. He starts the, his teaching with the word, amen. So be it. Let it be so. This woman put more in there than all who are contributing to the offering rack. Sacrificial giving honors God, even if the amount is small. Write this down. Comfortable giving honors. Anybody want to take a guess at this one? Nobody. It honors nobody, even if the amount is large. See, these scribes would most likely have been the ones that wanted to make a lot of noise to impress people. Jesus was not impressed by all the noise that people were making. In his economy, the amount that a person gives is not what impresses him. Sacrifice impresses Jesus. That is our theme for today. In the day, the week leading up to the greatest sacrifice of all time, today we talk about sacrifice. William Kelly said it this way. The test of liberality is not what was given, but what was left. The test of liberality is not what was given, but what was left. So what will we take away today? 
What's our takeaway? Uh, when, I, when I began teaching one of my father's lessons, to me was this, Joel, if people do what you're talking about, what will they do? If people are going to do something with what you're preaching on, what are they going to do? I hope today we'll take away these things. God has a purpose for our money. God has a purpose for the money that you make and the money that I make. And here's the purpose. The purpose is for us to grow spiritually. Because the end of the day, who do you trust for your provision? Who do you trust to meet your needs? Is it your job? Is it your paycheck? Or is it God Almighty? This woman in this story, by the way, her amount, her penny, made no difference in the books of the temple. But that girl made it into the book. You know what I'm saying? She made it. Let's live that way. Her penny is not what got her story into the book. It's her sacrifice. Let's live that way. God has a purpose in our money. And it's for us to grow spiritually. It's for us to grow in faith in him. When we have much, let's at least entertain. Let's at least talk with God. God is my giving. Sacrificial. Lord, help me know what that threshold is. Oh, I want to impress my Lord. As I'm contemplating this week about you giving your life for me, I want to live in a way that impresses you and, and sacrifice impresses you. I want us to take away today that these people were bringing their money and giving to the Lord at the church house. Malachi speaks to this, chapter 3, verse 10. He says, bring your, your tithe to the storehouse. Bring it to the church. God wants to, to fund his ministry through us. We are blessed to have a building where we can have lights and heating and air conditioning. That's all great. But folks, there are people out there that are dying and going to hell. And God wants to use this church as a light up on this hill to reach people for Jesus. I pray, I encourage you, I urge you, whatever other words I can put on there, take this card that you have already put in your Bible, invite somebody. Next week, I, I'm so excited about the passage. You can go ahead and start reading Mark chapter 16. To share the gospel next week, I can't wait to tell people how much God loves them. That God is a God of second chances. We're talking about second chances next week. I need to stop because I'll start preaching next week's sermon and then I got to write another one. And the last takeaway that I want us to leave with today and I close with this. 
is that God wants to connect people. People in God's family that have need with those who have surplus. Go read 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Fourteen and fifteen are the verses, I believe. That God wants to connect those in his family that have need. He wants to connect them with people that have surplus. That we can help meet each other's needs. The theme for today is what? Sacrifice. Will you talk with God about that? Talk with him about your giving. Talking to him about your time and your talents. I think he has something to say to each of us about that. I want us to be quiet for just a moment and allow God to have the last word to speak into this issue, and then I'll close us in prayer. Father, we come today before you. We lay down our lives, our hearts before you. We open them up before you. Father, I pray that each one of us in this room would allow you access into every nook and cranny of our heart. Especially those private and secret places of our heart. Lord, we welcome you in. We want today to be different. We pray that your Holy Spirit would move among us as we contemplate, as we meditate, as we think on this issue of sacrifice. Year after year, we come to this week where you have made your triumphal entry and your passion week has begun. The week of your, we look forward to your sacrifice. But Lord, this year, not only do I pray that each of us will think on you and your sacrifice, but Lord, we'll consider our own sacrifice. Lord, are we living in a, in a, in a, wet, a realm of comfortable giving, comfortable serving, comfortable time that we spend? Lord, for those that, that uh, today you are, are laying on their heart, to move into a sacrificial realm of giving, I pray that you would help them discern where that line is. Lord, as we have learned, the amount is not what impresses you. It's our heart. As you teach in Samuel that uh, we, don't, we don't look at things the way you look at them. We look at people's outward appearance and and maybe the amounts, but that's not what you look at. You look at our heart, Lord. And so, Father, we want to speak and, and cry out to you this week on a heart level. 
Help us to live in that realm in all facets of our life that impresses you. For someone here today that has never heard, never trusted in you to be Lord and Savior, today they may realize and have heard that that you sacrificed your life for us. That's how much you loved us. You died so that we could live. Lord, there might be someone here today that wants to place their faith in you because they know they have sin. And to hear that you loved them so much that you died to take care of their sin, oh, what a Savior you are. Lord, today, if there's someone here that wants to trust in you as a Savior, I pray that they would call on you now using their own words, just saying thank you for dying for me. Admitting to you that they have sin and asking for forgiveness. And inviting you to come and be their Savior, be their Lord, take over their life. Lord, on this day, and this day moving forward, I pray that each of us would make a commitment to live for you sacrificially every day. Not just today and not just this week, but it would be a mark on our life. Would you leave that mark on us, Jesus? I pray all this in your holy name. Amen.